Good morning. So I hope to offer some explanation and some reflections for contemplation about the Ilwan Song Vow, starting with the title. Ilwan Song. Ilwan Song, I don't know if you can see it behind me still, but it's what we hang in the temple, is a symbol of the mind essence of the Buddha. Master Sote-san said that we, while we revere the Buddha and revere him, that what we, what we aspire to is to become the mind essence of the Buddha. And that he thought an, a more abstract symbol would allow us to focus on, rather than personality or individuals, to focus on our own minds and our true goal. Vow. So it seems like we don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to this word. It seems to me that vow could be thought of sort of as an intention, but I think it's more likely a promise or even more a commitment like marriage vow, uh, except that in this case, hopefully you won't break it. Um, so, going into the, the reading, Ilwan is the realm of samadhi beyond words and speech. Right away, we jump in to the deep end. Ilwan is beyond words and speech. It's the realm of samadhi, which means deep, deep, deep stillness. And we can't talk about it with words. So, perhaps that's why we have the Ilwan song to help us to think about it and conceptualize it more easily using a symbol because the Ilwan is so deep and unknowable and mysterious. And then on top of it, it's the gateway of birth and death, gateway of everything. And, and then it, trans, it transcends being and non-being. So it's the origin of everything, but it's greater than what everything that's created in it. It's the source. It's the origin of heaven and earth. In other words, everything. It's the origin of parents, fellow beings, and laws, which in Mon Buddhism we uh, teach about the fourfold grace. So it's not only the origin of everything, it's the origin of our teaching that helps us move towards Buddhahood, the fourfold grace. It's the true nature of all Buddhas, enlightened masters, unenlightened people, and sentient beings. In other words, it's our Buddha nature. It's our true nature. We already have it. We don't have to seek it. We don't have to find it somewhere else. We don't have to create it. We're born with it. It's there. It belongs to us already. We just have to unfold it. Ilwan manifests as both permanence and impermanence. So Ilwan has this, well, perhaps we see it manifests as permanence and impermanence, because Ilwan is one thing. But we see it as manifesting as permanence and impermanence. 
We don't really see it man manifesting as permanence because we can't even begin to visualize the permanent nature of Yohan, but we describe it in hopes of being able to reach it. So, viewed as permanence, Yohan unfolds into an infinite world that is ever-abiding, spontaneous, just as it is. In other words, it's everything and it's unchanging. That's not what we normally experience, but somehow that is reality beyond our normal experience, and it's the same as, viewed as impermanence, Ilwan unfolds into infinite worlds through the cycle of formation, duration, decay, and extinction of the universe, and the birth, aging, illness, and death of all beings. Ilwan is cyclic existence. It's beginning and ending. It's the movement of the planets. It's the movement of the seasons. It's life unfolding and ending, and it's permanent at the same time. Now, up until now, the Ilwan Songbao has been teaching us about what is Ilwan. But now we move into, so how do we little human beings make use of Ilwan? How do we practice Ilwan? Well, in terms of impermanence, according to how we use our minds and bodies, in other words, what we do, cause and effect, brings about, according to how we use our minds and bodies in the four forms of birth, we transform through the six realms of existence. Progressing or regressing with grace arising from harm or harm from grace. The four forms of birth are what are necessary to move through the six realms of existence. I'm not going to go into that too much, but the point is there are these six realms of existence that exist for us constantly and also exist in if we believe in it, in, in many lives. And they involve the hell realm, hungry ghost realm, the animal realm, the Asura realm or Titan realm, the human realm, and the God realm. And those realms are accessible to us or, or become our existence through how we use our mind and body. So once we understand that we can move to more positive places or more negative places by how we use our mind and body through cause and effect, we take this vow. Once we understand what Yohan is, what, when, once we understand the permanent and impermanence, once we understand that this potential exists inside of us, we take this vow. Therefore, we unawakened beings vow to practice wholeheartedly, modeling ourselves after Ilwan Song, the Dharmakaya Buddha. So it doesn't say modeling ourselves after Ilwan, because Ilwan is infinite and unknowable. So we model ourselves after Ilwan Song, which is the symbol of Ilwan, but also, explain it further, the Dharmakaya Buddha which we've learned about through, through the teachings about the Buddha, the mind seal of the Buddha, the truth mind of the Buddha. How do we do it? How do we model ourselves 
on that. How do we progress? We have the threefold practice that is taught in Wan Buddhism. First, cultivating our minds and bodies deeply. Meditation. Not only meditation on the cushion, meditation in action and rest. Being able to be mindful as much as we can at all times in our life. Then we learn. We learn from what? From this mindfulness. We learn from the teachings. We learn knowing human affairs and universal principles thoroughly. We learn from other people. We learn from watching what goes on in the world. We learn from the scriptures. We learn from our minds. But then, it isn't just about learning or looking into our minds. It's about what do we do about it? What do we do when we've had these understandings, these deeper, these deeper realizations? We use our minds and bodies skillfully. We try and promote positive actions in the world. We try and remain mindful and use our mindfulness to add something to the world rather than subtract from in the world. Try and further human affairs and universal principles. Try and make the world a better place rather than a worse place. Try and help each other. As we do that, we deepen our mindfulness and our, uh, our, as our cultivating of minds and bodies deeply. As we do that, we learn more about human affairs and universal principles thoroughly. As we do that, we use our minds and bodies more skillfully. It just keeps cycling around. So what happens if we do that? Thus progressing rather than regressing and receiving grace rather than harm. We, until we attain the great empowerment of Ilwan and become one with the nature of Ilwan. This is a pretty um, amazing possibility, seems to me. Ilwan is the essence of everything. It's the core of all being, the core of the universe, the producer of everything that can be known or, and beyond whatever can be known. And if we practice like this and keep progressing, we'll, we'll, we'll gain the empowerment of this core, we'll become one with the core of everything and, and, and attain Buddhahood. So taking this vow is a serious commitment. But it's a serious commitment to make your life as perfect as it can possibly be. To move forward in life and gain Buddhahood, if not in this life, in a future life. Yilwan Song leads us towards a future, not only for ourselves as individuals, but for the world and the universe as a great place, as a better place. This I hope, is the direction the universe is heading and us with it. And I hope that we're spearheading the universe heading in this direction. So I hope that this clarifies some of the meaning of the Ilan Song vow. And maybe in another time we can talk more about it. Thank you very much.